This is episode 189 of the Twim Show. I'm your host, Sajid. Today, I'm going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of November 27 through December 1, 2023. And just so that you know, this is going to be a rather short episode just because not really much happened. But nevertheless, I have to kind of share the few things I think you ought to know from this week. Anyway. First up, uh, this is not really an update. However, since this has come up and this is something I think all my listeners and you all should be aware of is that there was a recently a study done by Adalytics uh, and what they're saying is that Google Ads, uh, they have been showing, uh, basically Google Ads have been showing their customers ad in questionable websites. And allow me to unpack this for you a little bit. So what happened was uh, Adalytics did some um, research and they found out that even though uh, they said do not show my ad on such and such website, one example in the report was Breitbart, which is known for um, the, I guess, um, very conservative, sometimes fake news uh, magazine or website. Again, I'm not taking any sides. Um, I'm just sharing what I know of that website. I could be wrong. Uh, but anyway, uh, they're saying, you know, and they had BMW's ad show up on Breitbart, right? And they're saying this is not really right. And, you know, and they've said even the setting in Google that says, you know, do not show my ad on this, this, this side that wasn't honored. And what they're saying is that maybe the best thing for you to do is to stay away from Google search partner network. Uh, now, remember Google's search partner net network, also known as GSP, is a collection of search related websites and apps where Google Ads can appear. This network was established in 2003, aims to expand Google's ads, Google's ad reach beyond the search engine. However, the lack of transparency about the websites included in this network is a major concern, and I agree with that um, because we really do not know who these uh, websites are. Uh, Dialytics says in, they have found about 53,000 websites that are part of this uh, Google Search Partner Network. However, you know, no one no really knows if that's the full list or that's just the list that they could uncover things like that. If you really want to check out the report, it's in the show notes. Uh, go ahead and check it out. But that's all you need to know, folks. You need to be careful. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Google Search Partner Network just because I think you get enough uh, traffic and traction within the Google properties. Now, if you're doing uh, display ads, you probably have to go into Google Search Partner Network. Uh, to each his own. All I would say is monitor your placements uh, and see if something shows up. Uh, obviously, you shouldn't be doing it as a business owner. Uh, you should be having your staff or your team member do this for you, right? Just monitor, not like go gung-ho on it and like monitor every little click and every little website, but just eyeball it once a week and just make sure everything on there is looking good. Okay, let's jump into the next one. Uh, Google Ads, I believe this is, yes, Google Ads for uh, Google is updating their uh, ad policy for consumer finance ads. So all you need to know is that February 2020, starting February 2024, uh, the updated policy will prohibit targeting audiences based on sensitive interest categories like gender, age, parental status, marital status, or zip code in the United States or Canada for consumer finance in personalized ads. 
Okay, so the policy enforcement starts on February 28, 2024 and expected to ramp up to full enforcement over approximately six weeks. Violations of this policy will not lead to immediate account suspension without prior warning. A warning will be issued at least seven days before any suspension of an account. So if you're in that uh, finance space, keep an eye out and you have time. Uh, if you don't have, if you don't get to it because it's the holiday season, busy season, uh, you get if you get an email, just act. Don't sit on it. Okay. Next up, uh, Google has completed or finished. Uh, Google has finished rolling out the November 2023 core update. The one thing you need to know is that this was done while they had the another core up, another ranking update uh, was going on. So they did two at the same time. So a lot of people are complaining or a lot of people are stating that they had seen a big swing in uh, search, uh, you know, search, uh, what is it called? Search visibility. Uh, again, if you're not looking at your search console data, then you wouldn't know. Um, but if you got affected, then you know all you need to do is go back to the Google's website, developer.google.com, and kind of check out their, um, what is it called, the FAQs or their guidance, which is to create helpful content. I know that's not helpful to you, what I'm sharing, but that's what Google says, right? Uh, I'm not trying to push you a course or anything, any consulting thing that says, oh, come to me, I know the answers, because I myself do not know. Every other way, every website out there is different. Okay, uh, next up, Google is expanding the organization uh, markup, which is the structured data. The expansion, now they have support for additional fields such as name, address, contact information, and various business identifiers, right? So uh, what they're saying is that the fields for name, alternate name, legal name, description, same as, address, phone number, email, number of employees, founding date, DUNS, NAICS code, tax ID, and other ID numbers. This is in addition to the previously re previously supported logo and URL structured data fields. So as you can see, they're really expanding it, right? Uh, These fields, new fields can be used in Google search knowledge panels and other visual elements such as attribution. This means that when someone searches for your business, Google, Google can display a rich snippet with detailed information about your organization, making it easier for potential customers to find you. Okay, Google Search Console report has been updated to support validation of these new fields. The rich results testing tool has also been updated, allowing you to test your organization's structured data and confirm its validity instantly. So I guess uh, there are information you could actually put in. Uh, let me see, founding date, dance number, that's fine. Number of employees, I'm not sure. You could do it because it's public information on LinkedIn anyway. Uh, I do not know if you really want to put tax ID. Uh, that's up to you. Uh, I'm not too comfortable about putting it out there, even though you know people can find my our EIN number or tax ID with uh, relative ease as long as they've done a business uh, of one some sort transaction. Okay, with that, let's go to the next step. Uh, now, Google is adding also support for discussion forums and profile pages. Uh, so profile page markup, this is intended for sites where creators, uh, with, with it can be either individuals or organization, uh, share first-hand perspective. So if I have a review site where I share, uh, from, uh, let's just say I share my opinion and you know feedback on certain products, 
then I will I will be using profile page markup. It will help Google search better identify information about the creator, such as their name, social handle, profile photo, follower count, and the popularity of their content. This markup is utilized in Google search features like perspective and discussions and forums. So this is where I think uh, Google's generative AI is going to be using some of this information. Again, I'm just making a wild ankle guess. I could be wrong. Then there is the the other thing they have is the discussion forum posting markup. This is aimed at forum style, style sites where people share first-hand perspective. This markup helps Google search better identify forum sites and online discussion. So if you have a you know something like Reddit um, within your um, you know topic or whatever business vertical you're in, maybe you'd probably want to start using this discussion forum posting markup. Now, when I say markup, I'm basically referring to structured data. Um, the next up is QA markup versus uh, forum markup for sites already using Q&A markup, which is uh, for question and answer themed user forums. Google has updated the QA structured data documentation to allow uh, to align with the Google, with the new discussion forum guidelines. Sites should may use the markup that best suits their content structure. And there is a search console report to monitor discussion threads and profile page markup issues. Google is launching a rich result report uh, in search console. These reports will show errors, warnings, and valid items related to markup pages. Okay, uh, with that, let's go to the next one. Next one is TikTok has this new thing called TikTok cards uh, or TikTok creative cards that is designed to help small businesses and content creators enhance engagement, relevance, and relatability in their posts. Uh, this so-called innovative tool offers data-backed prompts providing tips on crafting content that resonates more effectively with the TikTok audience. Now, the cards are divided into five categories, community, edutainment, creator tools, trends, and storytelling. Each category offers unique insights tailored to different aspects of content creation. These insights assist creators in engaging their audience actively, building on customer loyalty through integrating uh, customer testimonials and content based on user comments. The edutainment tips, this category includes creative ways to showcase products, share lessons, and introduce offers, blending education with entertainment, uh, creator tools from storytelling techniques to incorporating music and captions. These cards explore various ways to boost views and enhance likability. Lastly, trends and storytelling. This card helps creator brainstorm ideas for participating in training memes and hashtags and offer different approaches to telling their business's journey and challenges. This feels like this should be a course by itself or maybe getting a mini degree uh, on all how to use TikTok creator cards or, yeah, creative cards, sorry. Okay, um, again, this is going to be very, at least TikTok says this is going to be very valuable to brands who are new to TikTok or seeking inspiration, especially during the crucial holiday season. Uh, with more than 100 digital cards for ideas, businesses can refine their content strategy to better engage with TikTok audience. And the list goes on, blah, 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 TikTok saying, hey, here's what it is and things like that. Uh, we are not on TikTok, but if you're on TikTok and you are um, running out of ideas, maybe you should do it. Or maybe if you have an intern, you should do it and off you go. 
Last up is this guide that Meta has released. It's called the Q5 Strategy Guide. Usually, I don't cover things like this. However, given this was a light week and I thought you know this had, they had an interesting point that I should uh, share with you, I, here I am. So Q5 is basically uh, known as the period. Uh, it's just the this group, this time that spans from late December to mid January, uh, which is basically, I guess, the five weeks in between. Uh, and the Meta is saying that it is often overlooked by marketers. However, according to Meta's guide and their data, they said this period presents a unique opportunity for businesses to capitalize on consumer, uh, continued consumer shopping behavior. And so basically, I uh, this organization called YouGov did the survey commissioned by Meta founded found that 41% of holiday shoppers continue their shopping past the holidays into January. And I have to agree with that. I'm one of those people who don't go gung-ho on the uh, Christmas shopping, but I wait for the sale to kick in and I will buy something if it's really a good deal. Again, I'm not, I don't really per se, I mean, I celebrate Christmas, but I am not, I don't have a big family that celebrates Christmas, so I don't really have a lot of Christmas shopping, but I do have the uh, money to spend if I get a, see a good deal past uh, post-Christmas. And now there are a lot of people like me in the United States, so maybe this is where they're coming from. Okay, uh, and what they're also saying, the guidebook is saying, is that there is a lower media cost because obviously a lot of advertisers are advertising for this key moment and you know, kind of that kind of tapers off after as we get closer to Christmas. So that's why they're saying, you know, um, that CPM, which is cost per thousands, cost per mil, rates were on average of uh, 15% lower than their levels on October 1st. This suggests that advertising during the Q5 can be most uh, more cost effective compared to their peak holiday season. Also depends on what product line you're in. If you have a product that is going to be used for Christmas, then obviously this doesn't affect apply to you but again i'm sure your marketing team can come up with something creative that they can sell or promote uh, after uh, christmas uh, the five best practices of q5 marketing are according to the guide is minimize campaign changes during to maintain stability leverage automation and ai for improve ad performance diversify creatives to apple to a broader audience use data to grow the lifetime value of customers always validate results through consistent measurements again as if we didn't know that but you know, it has spent the money, so they have to might as well go and do it. Alrighty, folks, uh, that's all for this week. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is Hussajid signing off. Until next week, take care. Bye bye.